0: Welcome back to the She Said Club podcast with me, your host, Neve McElhatton. This episode of the podcast is brought to you in partnership with Victoria Square and Spark. Well, well, well! Welcome back to the She Said Club, 2022. Uh, it's fair to say I have taken quite the break from the podcast, and I, I am actually nipping myself. That I am here with my own podcast studio in Victoria Square in Belfast. Um, And it's just, it's fabulous to be back after everything that we've been through. I think the content and stories that we have to tell and share with our experiences over the last two years are definitely worthy of trilogies and books and (laughs) bestsellers. Um, Folks, we are delighted to be back. As I said, this is the first in the series in 2022. It's a long time coming. And I'm delighted to welcome Marty O'Neill from Dishy, You Were here. Marty, you're very welcome to the podcast.
1: You're popping my podcast cherry tonight. I know, I feel quite privileged about that. That's well, I'm not nice, sure about it, it
0: but <laughs> Well, you know what they say, you know. <laughs> so, Marty, um, I suppose I asked you here for the podcast. I have um, been following you on Instagram for a while and... I'm a real foodie. Um, So aside from your steely blue eyes and handsome looks, (laughs) it was the plate of food that you would serve on a regular basis um, that really captured my attention because you made everything look so beautiful and so easy. But I suppose for me, the first thing I really want to to, to explore with you and to talk to you about is um, one of your first jobs was talking on a sex line.
1: (laughs) Okay, I, I wasn't actually talking on it.
0: Right, I, okay. wasn't, I wasn't
1: doing my knitting and, and sort of, what do you wearing? I, that wasn't me. Oh, no. No, no, I was pulling the strings and making the money.
0: Well, well hold on, I thought your voice, Like, because me and the girls often talk about that we could totally do the sex line thing, and, hey, you're talking to Cassandra.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was not doing crocheting. No, 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 I, I was I was the, the, the guy in behind the scenes that was setting up the phone calls, and... um Advertising and uh, advertising in the top shelf magazines, and they were coming into Mum's house and she was cracking up.
0: What? And sorry, no, hold on. We need to we need to clarify this because I'm okay. completely lost. Right. So when you right. said you work for a sex line, okay, was now, the sex line like a business and they employed you, or did you start the sex line? Or
1: right. so I set it up. So I remember. Actually, mars- yeah. <laughs> this gets better, right? Okay. Yeah. So it's it's. it's it was it was the days just before the internet took off, right? Um, and on the back of magazines, it was 0906, pound a minute. You know, talk to you know slutty Susan or you know whatever. Should I say that? <laughs> <laughs> Booby Barbara. Booby Barbara. Okay. Yeah. Tintillating Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and, and I all of a sudden I realised, hang on, somebody's making a fortune at this. I could do. So I just contacted a. It was the PNC, the, the uh, telecommunications company, just said, I want to do this. How do I get involved in it? So right.
0: Okay, so this actually, I did not realise this. I thought you worked for a company, no. right, doing the sexy voices.
1: My voice isn't sexy enough to oh, get it somebody off it home.
0: could be with enough gin. It could be Marty. Okay. Right, so you decided, <laughs> I'm going to charge a premium phone line. And did you
1: actually make money at that? Oh, I'd I done really well at it. Like, I was still living at home. I was, And a lot of people don't even know this. Like I, I was 20, 21, still living at home. Um, and the, the, the top shelf magazines were coming in on a week on a weekly and monthly basis because I was advertising in them and they were sending me copies. And my mom was oh, like, oh My, God. my a devout Catholic, and, and she was like, "Where are these all these dirty magazines coming from?"
0: And did you explain to her that this was your? I million, she was disgusted, but when everything. I showed
1: her the first paycheck, all of a sudden she was like, "Okay, I can live with this."
0: So how how did you get paid? Did the phone line pay you, or how did you so, get reimbursed? So it was a a minute,
1: and I was getting EDP of every minute that was spent. So I got really well. I, I got my, I got my I got my first fancy car when I was twenty one, and it was an M or two convertible. Because so, of, so gay. mr two convertible.
0: Her deprived creators out there were phoning to have the dirty chat, <laughs>
1: yeah. Really, they weren't talking to me. Well, I know that now. But who were yeah. they talking to then? So, it's uh, so I piggybacked a company in England, okay. And my phone lines was sent to England, or worse, were sent to England. And um, it was just some random person at the end of the phone, probably doing their dishes and you know, and tell me more, big fella, what are you wearing?
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. I actually... You know, when you see that in movies and stuff. I didn't actually think that was a thing. Yeah. Right. So, we take a step back, right? Okay, from your, like... It's more or less vocal pornography, really. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, we go back. You were an altar boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Just> a, <laughs>
0: That's
1: a massive jump there. <laughs>
0: well, so, let's go right back. Because I'm, I'm, just, I'm just now having mental images I thought for a second when you said to me that one of your first jobs was that you you, you ran a sex line was that you were the voice right and I, I realize I'm spending far too much time talking about this. <laughs> but do you were an altar boy you then joined <laughs> you then joined a
1: folk group yeah and you played the trumpet
0: the trumpet the whistle
1: yeah what else uh the trumpet the tin whistle the guitar We wee bit of the guitar
0: and did you sing at the same time too yeah
1: I love singing. And
0: but would you still sing and stuff now? Yeah, I love to sing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, if, if we were having a night out with you and stuff, would you start like a good old sing song? Oh, he
1: couldn't shut me up after a couple of drinks. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, love it, love it, love a good sing song. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. Okay. So and that was eleven through, and then like that progression with that folk group and everything else led on to you then being really entrepreneurial to creating a, a sex
1: hotline. Well, I used to take, I used to steal dad's more and cut the neighbors' grasses right and I charged them a tenner ahead for grass yeah yeah back then yeah yeah well it was big gardens right okay and dad used to come home and go um my lawn more empty you know and and bloody fuel (laughs) and you'd spent it
0: yeah and And actually sorry just when you talk about your daddy so your your daddy ran a a vehicle restoration and maintenance business so a mechanic
1: he did yeah yeah so dad, uh, dad was in the army Okay. I'm based out in Germany. Oh wow! Okay. And um, he was he was the engineers and um was was all about cars and all about Volkswagens in Germany and brought that sort of Forte back and, and opened a business. The year I was born and named it after me. So.
0: And what's it called?
1: It's called Martin Motors.
0: And it's still called Martin Motors. It is. Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. Forty
1: odd years later, so. Wow. I I took over. Uh, I didn't actually want.
0: Sorry. see I love this this is the, the most amazing entrepreneur journey Okay. alter boy folk group sex line mechanic and we haven't even scratched
1: the surface of oh what else God. is to come is this a two hour shift is no it? no it's not, it's
0: not. Right, we'll, keep, okay. we'll keep her sharp but I just I find this fascinating um, the sex thing has really got me so you you what age were you when you started working with your daddy or did you when you went through school and, and university did you go and train as a mechanic or did you work with your dad or what was that natural oh, I want to be a chef
1: Obviously, with the food connection, of you did. I, I wanted to be a oh, chef, yeah, Of course you did, um, yeah. And I loved food. I love everything about food. Buying shopping for it, eating, cooking, everything. I always yeah. did. Yeah. Mum was a great cook. Yeah. A really typical Irish home cook.
0: And Why didn't you become a
1: chef? Um, because like, I, I felt I felt a certain, this sounds terrible saying that, and, and, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to the family business, but it was named after me and I felt obliged to go yeah, into it. Yeah,
0: an ownership of it. Yeah, that. yeah, and
1: I couldn't let dad because I was the only son. I
0: was literally about to ask that, yeah. what other siblings have you
1: done? Yeah, got? yeah, so it's just me and my, my big sister.
0: All right. okay, yeah. all right, okay,
1: right. Mm-hmm.
0: So, waving your shoulders then to, yeah, to be So,
1: I, I felt obliged to do it, and I have no regrets, it's given me a really good life, and, and I've worked my... Side off, yeah, to take it to the next level, which is where it is now, and, and it's all very good. and I'm very happy with it.
0: And what age did you start working with your dad?
1: Um, 16, right? Okay, yeah, 16, 17. So I started, um, I went done computer you know in school whenever you're 15 it's like okay careers what do you want to do yeah and you look at him going uh, yeah. no freaking idea yeah and then of course Mr. Rice said to me have you thought about the army and uh-huh. I looked at him going you don't know anything about me yeah so he was going to send me to the army
0: right but that would have really suited your personality yeah type, oh, totally <laughs> well communal
1: showers if nothing else <laughs>
0: right on that then oh, swiftly moving up. <laughs> what age did you come out
1: I come out 21 I think
0: and it, what You know, your parents are very supportive, they knew. They were shocked.
1: Really? Oh, they didn't have a clue. No, they didn't have a clue.
0: So you were like the sexiest gay mechanic in town?
1: Yeah, just just great at tightening nuts. Uh
0: Uh-huh, and still very good at that. Oh, super, I believe. Super good at that. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll censor that out. Okay, okay. We'll put the explicit over 18 listeners only when we're listening to this. (laughs) So you work for the family business, that's amazing. You always had a love of food, and I have to say, Marty, that was one of the first things that I engaged with in your Instagram was just the way you presented the food and made it look so easy and just so mouthwatering, delicious. No, you did, and I'm not going to smoke it. Literally, it is divine. At what point did you think, well, I'd really love to pursue this, or I know that you're committed to the family business and everything else, and did you have any regrets not becoming a chef at that time, or... Do you think you probably maybe love it more because it's a real labour of love as opposed to being under pressure? Because any chef that you talk to, it's high pressure jobs. It's, hard work. And it's really hard yeah, work yeah. in a kitchen, you know, getting that food right for everybody, you know, everybody's requirements and tastes. Yeah, yeah. You know, so maybe if you had to become a chef, you wouldn't have had the love of food that you have now. I
1: possibly wouldn't have had the passion because, you know, you're nine to five, it turns out a bit of a slog, mm. especially because it, it is unsociable hours and it's it's hot. Mm-hmm. really sticky conditions, you know, and, and, and I do it for fun. Yeah. Um. But it, it all it changed organically because I, I, I love to travel and love to eat out and was posting it on Facebook and, you know, and, hey, this is where we are tonight and friends were getting pissed off. Yeah. Uh, and it was somebody who said one night when we are out, why did you turn it into a blog? Because we're yeah. sick looking at your holidays.
0: Yeah.
1: So, again, it organically then changed it. Oh, that's a good idea, I actually. And like it,
0: that. When did you get, because I remember everything was turned into a blog, you know, like eight years ago. Blog about it, blog about And then it was blog. You know, yeah, yeah. you know but when did you decide actually because it's an investment of your time to produce the quality content that you do oh my God, and yeah, people yeah. take that for granted people think that you just have this fabulous kitchen and this fabulous frying pan and you can just you know the video content that you produce is just done on your phone like there's so much methodology done to create oh, that and yeah, I, I, I yeah, get that yeah, I appreciate yeah. that but tell me like when you look back at the early days of starting to blog do you ever look back at some of your content and think,
1: oh, Jesus, did I really publish that? Did I think that was a good look? Jesus, yes, absolutely, yeah. And some of the outfits, never mind some of the dishes. <laughs> well, no, but
0: that was, that was what, eight years ago?
1: It, yeah, seven, eight years ago, roughly.
0: Yeah. And if you look back at that now, so when I look at your content, like it's it's all food, it's lifestyle, it's travel, uh, and I look at the ingredients, and I said that to you earlier. Like, you always have this the most luxurious, like, selection of spices and organic brands and all of this stuff. And I think, like, where do you even get this? Like, these big old rumps of steak. The and Chinese and,
1: supermarket where at the, the, the Asian supermarket is amazing for herbs and spices uh-huh. and you buy it in big quantities and it's for next to nothing
0: right and I don't mean to let you down but you told me a story earlier about going through okay. um, the shopping center, or the supermarket with your basket the other oh, day
1: geez, please tell
0: our listeners so, just to keep it real
1: so yeah it was very real yeah because everybody loves a bargain <laughs> and especially at the minute it's good to snap up a little bargain when it comes to food so yeah. I always like to look at the reduced section in Tesco's and it was I just finished work it was 5 o'clock I was looking like a bag of, you know what had my basket in hand, grabbed a couple of reduced pizzas and a few bits and pieces. And <laughs> Discount. This woman looked, looked up at me and she goes, oh, I follow you. I love your, I, I made your prawn toast and blah, blah, blah. And she, she, oh, I've seen that. I haven't made that. That looks like good. It's really good. It's really yeah. good. So she mentioned about three different recipes that she tried. Loved that. And she said, what are you making tonight? And she looked down and there was my squished tin of beans at 10p, <laughs> a pan of loaf at 50p and a couple of reduced pizzas. I was fucking scum <laughs> she kind of glanced up at me going are you for real
0: you ruined the facade i don't luxury food travel 50p pizza pizza. but you know what i love that because you're keeping it real yeah of course right um top five ingredients at the minute
1: sesame oil always always use sesame oil instead i I love asian food okay johnny's actually pissed off i'm I'm making that much asian food okay i love the the fresh herbs there are aromatic flavors uh, and everything's sort of zesty and lime and and
0: I but not if you're making like a roast chicken dinner you're not gonna use. No, that, like... but
1: if you're making like a nice Asian slaw which'll go with a nice steak Oh my God. So accessible. Like, that was one of brilliant. the first
0: conversations you and I had was over the slaw. Do you remember that?
1: There might have been gin on board.
0: Uh right, okay. Well, okay. you know. No, maybe on your side, not mine. I'm an athlete, Monday to Friday. Um, but no, I seen this lot, I made it. I remember Didn't that was you? one of the first things You'll I want to send that on camera? No, on my life, I'll, I'll prove good. I will prove the, that's uh, good, the message. That's good, that's I will good. look back at our messages, the engagement, that good, was it. Okay, okay. And what I liked about you is that you actually replied for all your following.
1: I replied to everybody. I know you do. I reply to every single person.
0: Okay, so Asian is a big inspiration. Asian. What love. other cuisine?
1: Yeah, I don't really have a a style that I go for. It's just whatever. Yeah, and of course. There's some nights I come home and it's like I can't really be arsed making You know, there's a lot of that from time to time because it is. It's a very full time part time job hobby. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um,
1: so I love it, but it's not every night you want to come home and make a three course meal.
0: No, well, Eilish and I came home last night. Um, McCain jacket potatoes. Can't beat it. Beans and cheese. Love it. It's the dinner of legends. Real butter, none of this margarine Oh, ounces. no, I don't do margarine yeah, Real yeah, butter. Mm. Real butter, cheese, beans, and I like a wee bit of HP brown sauce.
1: Doesn't make you a bad person. No, Are you sure? Extra mature cheddar, none of this oh, mild. But... No,
0: no, no mild and no reduced yeah, fat. Yeah. It has to be proper cheese. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Just do fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, spuds.
1: Spuds. Spuds and real butter. But spuds,
0: oh, yeah. class.
1: Scallions. Onions
0: and salad cream. Okay. Baked potato.
1: Right.
0: Butter. Raw onion, salad cream, bit of salt.
1: Raw onion, call me my heartburn, can't do. Okay, no? No. No.
0: Would you, no, okay, it's classic. (laughs) Can't do. But if you had it, maybe have a glass of milk
1: with it. No. No? No. Okay. Glass of milk with dinner? glass of milk with spuds yeah no yeah it's just it warm and, and like, wash it around your champ
0: forget <laughs> it. no no absolutely spuds beans and sausages and a glass of milk no 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 you're not selling it no okay right well I only have that you no. know it's <laughs> five <laughs> months a year I do love a glass of milk though with like a cheese and ham toasting okay no no I've never heard of that alright okay. probably I'm sure okay Okay. <laughs> it's like a Porsche
1: cheese and ham toasting yeah I only it those
0: <laughs> and a glass of milk <laughs> right okay so asian you like a spud from time to time obviously not as much as
1: i do yeah i love a good spot uh italian mm. indian so it's, I, I kind of I kind of dip my toe into everything okay and, and different people ask them, you know oh, how did you come up with that inspiration it's really simple see it, 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 so if you love italian food you know that italian is it's basil oregano tomatoes garlic and i use yeah. that and mix it with something else you know you're not going to balls up a good name yeah so you know the same as indian it's it's, it's turmeric it's garam masala, it's cumin it, you know it, it's, it's cinnamon clove all those flavors you know those flavors go yeah so by mixing and playing but you see, those flavors e- even
0: you knowing all of those baseline ingredients are fascinating like that's an education for like you know kind of complete novices like myself you know i take that for granted now you see but that's what i mean it's like that's your expert skill. I wouldn't you know? go for it. Huh? I wouldn't go for it. Oh, no, I would. Like, absolutely. And I love to cook. By the way, I'm underselling myself. Like, I cook a mean roast. I love the Irish bag ball. And What's your go-to? My go-to... Well, you see, it's a bit random because I I live on my own and I have my daughters 50% of the time, so I only cook for them whatever they want okay. as opposed to cooking for myself. And usually, when I'm on my own, you know, maybe, like flipping omelettes or pit of pockets or you know something, something or handy. Ah, something yeah, handy yeah, and yeah. you don't have that luxury and that's why I think I like dinner parties and the excuse to cook and stuff because I don't get to do it enough mm. you know but it's funny you were talking about what's your go-to what's your favorite food um friends girlfriends and I have been reintroduced to the world of online dating
1: okay
0: and it's one of the most like asked questions so what's your favorite dinner I'm like, well, are you going to cook it for me? <laughs> you know? And I know, like, with the world of online dating, like, I know that you met your husband online. I think I
1: met my ex-husband on Grinder.
0: That's a, 14 years ago. Like, high yeah, coming for like,
1: you guys. It was in its infancy, so I honestly think we were one of the first marriages off the back of it.
0: That's insane, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how, because you guys, uh, you separated two years ago? Three years ago?
1: Two years ago. Two years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Locked down divorce. Yeah, it's tough. It is tough.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Any separation is tough. Yeah, lockdown I think put a lot of pressure on a lot of families and a lot of relationships. And you, you seen, you read in the news with like the increase in domestic violence, the increase of, you know, lots of stuff. Um, I, I, I remember reading an article in the Sunday Times magazine with Steve Mangan, and he was saying that lockdown, you either became, what was that again, a, a, a chunk a Hunk or a drunk, <laughs> and I thought it was brilliant because
1: I think I went through all three phases. Jesus, tell me about it. Do you it. know what I mean? Oh, absolutely.
0: But when you was it in lockdown that you guys separated then that you went your separate ways, or? was it
1: uh, August? I thought everything was great, personally. I did, you know, hindsight looking back, probably not, but like we were drinking during the day, and it was we were getting paid to stay at home. Yeah. Barbecue was lit every day, and, and we bought bikes and we were cycling to Belfast, and everything, thought everything was great. And yeah. then just one day. Not happy moving on. Uh, it was as quick as that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was difficult over lockdown. You know, again, everybody had a tough lockdown. I, I don't want to get too into that. But no, yeah. It was just, it was that, that stage where you couldn't meet, you couldn't hug, and all they wanted was to get a hug from someone.
0: Yeah. So I just kind of had
1: to deal with it on my own. And hey, I'm not getting the fiddle out. You know, I'm, I'm over it. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Well, I know we are, but. Yeah, yeah. Um... I think when we reflect over that you know because it's great and you know um, you and i talked earlier about the world of social media and the bullshit that it is and you know we're all talking about being authentically ourselves and we couldn't be more authentically fake at the minute do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, and yeah. it absolutely drives me insane and i think this is one of the main reasons i wanted to bring the she cycle back was because stop with all the bullshit facade that you know you're up drinking your green shot and doing your yoga and like and pretend everything is happy, like because I could paint that facade really easily. And if me and my peloton, I'm absolute <laughs> pollution on it. I am, but that's actually me. I love your post spot. But I'm not. I'm not taking the piss, or I'm not doing it. Like I'm not standing on my bike. I actually have sweating. Oh, you can see that. I'm
1: it's, not super a I love that.
0: No, and it's like that has saved my mental health. Yeah, yeah. And that this is what people don't understand. And I think a lot of us have lost touch with reality. That we're so like. And, like, listen, by the way, you know, I love Instagram, I love LinkedIn, I love my social channels, but I'm very acutely aware Mm -hmm. of what's real and what's not real, and I really worry for a lot of people that they're so engrossed in this online world and this facade that they forget what is actually real and you know when when you were really open about your you know your marriage split and everything else and you were in love and and he wasn't and like that resonated with me because it's very difficult when you are on one page and there and the other and all of a sudden you're left on your own and I've come through a separation of my own at Christmas and you know and you reflect and thank God it's all very amicable and we are the best of friends. And, you know, you know, he, he wouldn't forgive he will forgive me for saying this, but we're like, we are on two different pages, you know, and my OCD did his head and you know, and he's probably more relaxed than I was. And, you know, you're trying to make something work. And then you have all these added pressures with kids and work and even, you know, social media and all of that to be this persona, to be this thing. and And it's all nonsense. But it all tallies up in in here. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's how you deal with it. And, you know, for me, exercise is absolutely my medication. I'm on my bike. Like, I did 40K on the bike yesterday. Sure play. All right. I'm on the bike. And there's a just ride feature. Right. I have the iPad. I have my emails. I have my phone. I'm pedaling away. I no. set it at a certain cadence and, and resistance. And I work away. And for me... I'm being productive. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. guilty that I'm taking an hour and a half out to cycle, but I'm working away and that works for me.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. But it's like I know exactly what you're talking about, that lockdown, that feeling of isolation, that not being able to get out and about. Mm-hmm. Like how big like an idiot were we all to say, right, we're going for our one walk a day now. Did I did that. The
1: walk and save me. Yeah. I genuinely did. Uh, just because uh, well, everybody was dealing with lockdown, you know, and different issues like you and I behind the scenes as well, which just sort of multiplied by about 10. Yeah. Uh, and it was walking that saved me. Just just get out, you know, they talk about your mental health and stuff, but um, yeah, just getting out. I was doing 30,000 steps a day. I lost two stone. By
0: Unbelievable. Doing
1: 30, 000, and I didn't change my diet.
0: But and tell me this now for our listeners that are listening in now you live up in the beautiful Strangford Lock.
1: I do, yeah. I'm, right. I'm, I'm very lucky where we're yeah, Listen, yeah.
0: just for the record, I will never sicken of your sunsets or sunrises. I'm they very glad. Are, no, they are just, just some nights have
1: no content, and just throw up a sunset.
0: <laughs> here, it just resonates with Mother Earth. It's just yeah. beautiful. Like in, in the morning, like this morning, um, all my cherry blossoms are in bloom in my front garden, and my lovely, the, the, the sun was coming. It's just beautiful. and I think sometimes, because we're always on a go, 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 we don't take a step back to see the beauty around us. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's lovely and you have one Airbnb up there now T- tell us a bit about that now so I have
1: one it was just so when I bought the house five years ago the ceilings were coming down it was an old rental house um, and, and the, the, the week of Christmas when I moved in the windows were open and closing I had to physically tape them up and I thought at that stage it was like the money pit movie what the hell have I done
0: Yeah.
1: but anyway I ripped it out restored it and there was material left and the garage was sitting I just thought I need to use those materials up because they're just sitting so, I just made it in a little Grammy Flat studio, and then from that, it's turned into an Airbnb, Brent Cove, and that's going really well. It's beautiful, um, and
0: it's in demand, like you're always oh yeah, rich, yeah, it's yeah. going really well,
1: yeah. So, the second one up my sleeve. Okay. So, that's in the same locality. The same, yeah, this, on the same location, yeah. Okay. Just, Wow. Okay, so,
0: yeah. and that's your always li- doing something. Oh well, you
1: have to. Yeah, I have to be have to be busy. I can't sit still.
0: Oh well, here, hello. You're talking to your your mate. I think I'd probably undiagnosed ADHD or something. If me the truth too. Be
1: told.
0: <laughs> me. <laughs> if the truth be told, you know, <laughs> yeah. people always say to me, "Oh my God, you're here, you're there, you're man. Would you ever chill out?" I actually do, but I I love being busy because yeah. that's what makes me tick meeting you meeting Ryan meeting the guys here at Victoria yeah, Square yeah. you know having the crack of the day I was at early end in dock and I was in Cookstown with Eilish this morning and I love being busy I have a real zest for life and yeah. now that we're out of lockdown that we've come through all the shit that we've all come through it's time to start living again and yeah. I'm saying yes to everything me too you know me too so yeah. Brent Cove is your little travel hotspot your destination for people to come to you yep where do you want to go now? Because you're a massive travel, like, hoot as well. Like I love traveling.
1: You know, I I've I've no regrets about traveling so much, and I want to travel more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Want Where's to travel next? more? Where's uh, Going to going to Dublin this weekend. Uh, okay. Going to France in three weeks. Wow. Um, and somebody asked me at work today, "Where's your next holiday?" Because we're going to Chablis with a few friends down to the wine region, and I thought Fabulous. that sounds right up my own arse, and it's not. But it's not. It's just a piss up and good food in France in the summer.
0: But here's the thing, right, <laughs> right, right. This actually pisses me off. Right, go on. Why do we have to apologise for doing things that we love?
1: We had this chat earlier. What's that about? But
0: why do we have to apologise for it, right? So I I did a post last night. I was just having a moment of self-reflection over the last few days of work and just some of the achievements that I've had in the last um, 12 months. Because do you know what? Life has been pretty shit Mm. and tough and challenging. Mm -hmm. And I do not do the pity party. I do not do victim status. I dust myself off. I get up, put the makeup on, get out there and keep smiling. Because what's the alternative? Feel sorry for myself lying on the sofa. But the one thing that I refuse to do is apologize for being me, apologize for my life that I have created for myself, so, why should you apologise for going to Chablis? Why should you apologise for working hard and having amazing friends that What's you trip? want to go and have What's a trip, trip with? Yeah, I yeah. don't give a shit if you're going to Bundorn or you're going to hang out in the Holiday Fondorn. Inn. Fundorn. Fundorn. Or you're going around the Holiday Inn for a party in your room with <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Whatever makes you tick. Yeah, yeah. Why do we have to apologise? And, and, oh, sorry, because we we're going to offend somebody else. That's not your problem. And I remember my mum saying to me years ago, I'm going to tell you something, Niamh, it's none of your business what other people think of you. And I thought, mummy, you're so right. It's not. I don't care what other people think of me. I don't care. It's like, whatever. I am unapologetically me. So why? The fact is, you're going to Shapley with friends to drink wine and eat good food. We're in our 40s. That's fabulous. And if Chris lived, is listening to this, <laughs> I am coming. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Chris. I'm joking. But you were saying about, it. you
1: know, it, it's, we're always uh, on the go, but you don't get anywhere life by sitting in your ass. No. You don't. Like, nobody handed me anything. No, nor me. You know, okay, I took over the family business, but I, I like to look at dad laid the foundations and i took over and built the house yeah you know so it's it's, he had his generation and then i've taken it over you know so yes in in many ways i suppose i i was handed a business but it was a very small business and it needed work
0: yeah one that you didn't have to take over by the way you did that by choice and you worked damn hard at it to do it so and, and that's the thing and i just you know we have friends who've done very well and they drive beautiful cars and their kids drive beautiful cars and and, you know, people say, oh, my God, you know, they're driving such and such. So what? And what? Why do you work that hard? You don't work that hard to not enjoy the that's treats. True, that's true. Do you know what I mean? What was your first car? Oh, a Corsa. My was wee it? orange Corsa. A See, I remember FQ, a DJ in Cookstown at the time. Six, no, it was uh, mid-FM. It was called. Then later became 6FM, then the right. Q network. And I remember FQ, he said, I'm... And there's Neve Scullin out, the only woman in Cookstown that drives a car the same colour as her hair.
1: <laughs> I love it. But
0: I remember passing my test, because I was 23, right? Okay. I had the morning of my A-level results, my theory t- test results okay. came through, and it said, Feel, F-A-I-L. And I was like, oh, Jesus this Is like a precedent for the day, oh, sh- and I went to school to get my 11th. Thank God I did great, and I got into Trinity and okay. all of that. Okay, but I went to London then, came back. I thought, need a man, need a mortgage, and I need a license. That was the three things I was coming over. In that part. order, hi, oh or well, you maybe need the license first because then you get them on. Then Aye, you get that's the
1: mortgage,
0: so I remember going to the credit union with daddy, and I got my first loan, 1800 pounds. And I bought a ginger Corsa. Love it. Uh, and it had like, you know that bad hotel carpet, like a tree in the seats? I just thought it was deadly.
1: Love it.
0: Uh, what was your first car?
1: My, my first car was a Mini. It was blue, old school Mini.
0: Yeah, proper. Blue
1: with a cream roof. I had it two weeks and ran on the back of a cot car.
0: Oh shit. Oh right, well if you're going to do it, do it right. And what happened? Did you get arrested?
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I it was, it was up at mum and dad's house and there was a weird junction that nobody stops at and just glances around. And as I glanced around at the, it was an unmarked cop car, brand new Nissan. Huh? Oh! For the minute, and I just ran into the back of them.
0: What happened?
1: Oh, dad sort of like. Right. Okay. <laughs> was there points in those days? No, I don't think so. No. It, was, it was not freaking long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you're not under than me.
1: Fold out my license. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Cobb website. Oh, Jesus! Like I got my head carried off me. Yeah. Favorite car. Favorite car. Yeah. That's a really good question. Cause I, I, I teach my car like. Like I was going to say, i changed my knickers. Well, no, I, I, I <laughs> well, changed no, more. <laughs> you wear knickers?
0: I thought you would have been commando after the sex line kind of banter uh,
1: Summer holidays, like if, if it's, the weather's good, no, just go commando for a bit. Let, let the air around you.
0: Did you go commando the week you recorded Come Down With Me?
1: No, because it was, it was Christmas week and it was Baltic.
0: All right, I've been too cold. Yeah. Tell our listeners about this, because I didn't know this. Did you not? No. So tell us the story, because I know Chris Souter wasn't Come Down With Me and I thought that was yeah. the only person. Yeah. So Chris did the first one.
1: Chris did the first Belfast edition and I did the second one.
0: And what year was that in?
1: Oh, um five, six years ago now.
0: Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're sitting full of gin, Saturday night, see the application form on Channel 4, hey, register, come down with me. Yeah, and it was on the
1: phone, so you're kind of half watching TV, sipping your gin, I'll come up on Facebook, um, we're in your area for Belfast. I was like, oh, yeah, with a few drinks. It was like, oh, that looks fuzzy and might be fun. Uh-huh. And I just put me in forward and thought nothing more of it. And then two weeks later, they called me. And there was this, you know, strange, strange London number, hello? Yeah, we're coming over. Um, we're going to do a recce and we're, we'll be at your house next Saturday. Um, just like that?
0: Just like
1: that. Uh-huh. So I was like, shit, this, this shit's getting real. Um, so they,
0: landed over. they landed over, 4, researchers, into your
1: house. Camera crew, and I had to stand and talk at the cooker, stand at the bedroom, you know, do different sort of pieces to camera. Um, and how did that feel? Weird. I'm looking back, actually, because the top drawer in my bedroom <laughs> was glass, and you could see my knickers and socks through it. You
0: love a good old knicker show, don't you? I know. <laughs> So they came in, and then, was there four other people, three other people? It was
1: five of us, yeah. So it was it was a big show, so it was five right. nights. And it was Monday to Friday. The taxi picked you up. It, it, what you see on TV is what you get. Everybody thinks it's scripted. It's not. The only bit that's scripted is where, you know, you walk into the bedroom, and you have to lift such and such and talk about it. That's An item and the other Yeah, and that's house. the only bits that's, script, that's scripted. Like, the, they come out to us. The taxi was sent to, to us all at four o'clock on Monday. Uh-huh. Um, and, and you arrive at where you're going. You didn't even know where you were going. It was East Belfast the first night. And the, the mic man comes out, sticks the microphone on you, and then we'll give you a call when we're ready for you. And you just walk up to the door. Door opens, cameras in your face, and, and, it, it. and it's all its system go.
0: Because everybody looks quite relaxed. And they don't, We all just hammered It for was a the week. most
1: bonkers drunken week of my life. So and see, for continuity, comp- <laughs> too, I think the crew were crafty freakers. Uh-huh. It, they were coming around going, like, Hang on a second, you know, let me top up your glass, let me top up your glass. Because if you and I have in this chat and camera, then 10 minutes later, you know, half drunk, we'll go back and finish it. Uh-huh. It can't look like you've drunk your glass in two seconds and mine's full. So you're topping up, so all they're constantly the crew's constantly going around, top, top, topping up. Now, the first night, crazy Kush, who I absolutely freaking love, she's the only one I keep in contact. Uh-huh. Kush, though, was bouncing about the taxi that much, she couldn't <laughs> even let or lift her scorecard.
0: Oh my and god, it was an English
1: crew, and of course, the English crew then is on the Tuesday morning said this guys I need to rain back in the booze because you sort of that hammered last night we camped this out at five o'clock on channel four welcome to belfast where and we you... do it properly go hard or go home oh my god yeah oh no, my it was the most bonkers week of my life but was it good crack was yeah, it, it was good brilliant. experience it really was yeah yeah And i, I made a balls of a dessert and still one you you won yeah i won yeah yeah and what a grand uh so well it was it was joint first place it was steve and i won okay um, so I done the last night, so I done the big ravine, uh-huh. and we all then ended up drunk in my hot tub, and, and everybody was a, uh, pissed as farts. And did
0: the crew join in the cracking? Yeah, yeah, Oh
1: brilliant. But you know, crafty bugger, if anybody's going to go for come down with me, feed the crew.
0: Oh, excellent. Feed the crew. That's a good tip. I don't know if I could do that. I would. I just mm, the pressure I would feel under to kind of deliver, to them. I just I don't like that. I, you know, it's funny. Like whilst I'm a total extrovert now and love chatting to you and giving you the full interrogation. I also love that kind of private time like with my quiet time my own space I don't like anybody invading that you know no I get that yeah and do you feel that you get that kind of sanctuary out where you're at with your sea views and all of that
1: you know I sometimes take it for granted which is stupid yeah
0: it's only whenever
1: your friend's coming down oh my god that sea view's amazing it's like Oh, shit, it is actually really good. Yeah. You do take it for, for granted. We do, don't we? But I, I think it's, it's yeah.
0: like everything else. It's like when you get something fabulous for the first time and, you know, maybe a new beautiful handbag that you save for months to get or beautiful new, for me, like, you know, new Le Boutons. I actually would nearly stroke them, you know, because <laughs> I know how hard I've worked to earn of them. Of course, yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't apologise for looking at these beautiful mm. things. But then when you wear them a couple of times, you're like, ah, to hell with the crap. And you plod <laughs> on. Do you know what I mean?
1: Just go for it for a go. Aye. Or you yeah, yeah. give them
0: up to the wee cobblers in the Lisbon Road and he'll sort them out. But it's literally those things that I think sometimes we need to take stock and take a step back and just have an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think moving forward, for me, I'm really going to practice that for my own sanity and and well-being. It's because it, there's so much high pressure. Well, I probably put so much pressure on myself, and I know you do too. Um, and it's it's kind of inner perfectionist in us to have things the like my OCD around the house is ridiculous, you know. Um, and God bless anybody that has tried to live with me in the past. Eilish is kind of just used to it now, but
1: I wouldn't put you down for OCD. Oh,
0: <laughs> right. Okay. I have a few people that, would... I think it's minor. People who have lived with me are like, whoa. Okay, okay. So, but again, it's my little tick. So here's confession. Um, I was supposed to be talking to you, but I'm going to get your OCDs cool. now. Okay. If I am stressed or I'm waiting on a decision or I'm thinking about something, I'll go to the cupboard and make sure all the labels are forward facing. I'll mm-hmm. rearrange the fridge. I'll like, refold tiles in the hot press. Right. I like. I love things in a certain way. But that's just me managing the how I process things. It's like a control thing. No, I and get that. I'm a complete control freak. Are on, you-
1: on a Monday, I have to have the house looking really clean, tidy, all work done. Yeah. I can't go to work on a Monday uh, with, with with a busy head going, I must do that, need to do that. The washing needs done. I have to have everything ready before I hit work on Monday, knowing that I'm coming it's, home to clean Do house. you make your bed every morning? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. one thing. I remember watching a cousin of mine had posted about the marine about, God damn it, get up and make your bed every morning. And I thought, right, i not try this and see? And it is, because I couldn't leave the house now without the beds being made. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, the child's been hung up or the house in order. Yeah. I couldn't leave yeah, the house me too, me too. a mess. I would no, have a thing to bring at the minute
1: about changing my bed. Right. Like change the bed at least twice a week. Really? At least twice a week. I know, once a week for my night. No, but you, get, you honestly get a better sleep. Right. We're off on a tangent here, but you get a better sleep on a clean, crisp bed.
0: I know, but there is no better feeling. Yeah. No better feeling. And do you bring that through to Brent Cove then? Do you have lovely crisp linen? Crisp and white sheets. Gorgeous. Yeah,
1: everything, everything has to be white.
0: Right. Because there's no hiding dirt. Yeah, okay. You, know, yeah, so, so you
1: darker coloured sheets or Barclay. patterned, you know, it, it hides dirt. And I, I love the kind of crisp white look. My whole house is white. Just, just accents so, of green plants here and there.
0: Mine's not. Like, mine is every... And Andrei, uh, Andrea from um, Kylo Design. I remember when I moved into my new house three years ago and I'd rented for five years previous. Okay. And so everything I was picking was wheatgrass, cream, beige, vanilla. <laughs> she looked at me... Magnolia. She said, yeah. She was like, "Nate, why are you picking these colours? I was like, what do you mean? She says, this is not you. Like, this is not you and it was because i had rented and you couldn't go wild.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I
0: thought this is my house. I yeah. can put my signature on my house.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's what i've done now. So and i love interior design. I love all the you know yeah. inspirations from all the different countries. Like i spent a lot of time in the middle east and yeah. Yeah. i love all of that splendor and that real kind of ott you know yeah. colors yeah. and and i have to say i love bright colors. You know, um and i couldn't do the minimalist thing. Okay. And i know when i see your kitchen and stuff it is quite minimalist.
1: I, you know, because I've kind of self analysed what, what that is with me, and I think because I work in a busy workshop and it's a little bit cluttered and a little bit messy at times, yeah, I must go home to clean lines, uh, you know, clean counters, yeah, you know, the, the kettles. I, I don't have a kettle.
0: Oh, do you have one of those incubators? Huh? like yeah. nothing is sitting out, there's nothing. That's not even a front. good purchase, isn't
1: it? Having that, love that, yeah, yeah
0: love that. Yeah. Class, back to holidays. Go on, Chablis, yes, where's after
1: that uh we have just booked where are we going where are we going we're going back to switzerland i was in switzerland last year with um visit visit switzerland i can't remember the exact oh lovely
0: i've never been
1: a stunning place do you remember heidi from years ago yeah it's it's a like heidi and steroids
0: oh wow it is fabulous. good fun
1: yeah brilliant
0: so but, i had made a list of questions here because I, I think we've covered everything that i wanted to kind of be really nosy to i was asking the countries with the best food
1: thailand really yeah okay or if you're going to be an absolute pig in america
0: oh yeah hey give me those six yeah.
1: so big foot rare foot long hamburger you know just run down your arms extra
0: large yeah wow super large favorite cocktail oh bramble oh gin bramble yeah oh yeah. that was very quick favorite wine
1: Chablis. F- Chablis. yeah love, <laughs> hey do, cl-
0: hey, love, sh- hey visit Chablis. give us some discount I, uh,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, <laughs> it all depends on time of the year you know, okay. winter's night, fire lit, you, you want a nice red or with a stick. You know, sunshine like today, just bottle of white all day long. Yeah,
0: oh, nice Sauvignon Blanc, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm easy
1: pleased. Uh, food for the soul. Food for the soul. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. I love making my own wedges.
0: Okay.
1: love making occasion wedges and, and garlic wedges and, and skin on. Yeah, um, oh, I and always. See, every time I make them, it's parchment, parchment, parchment paper. Get parchment paper on your baking tray. It's a game changer. Okay. They don't stick.
0: Oh, right, ever no never stick okay and is that the same as gre- grease proof paper yeah
1: sorry that's a fancy name all
0: oh, right all right there tomato, gre- tomato. paper gre- right, okay
1: yeah.
0: right sorry that was my like top five that i wanted to know okay top five ingredients
1: top five ingredients uh coriander okay i would eat coriander but some people
0: like lettuce don't like coriander. i don't get that i know but it must be a real different taste because i love coriander
1: yeah, yeah i would eat you... it like lettuce Huh? I, I eat it like lettuce it's
0: a good thing Mm, it's just a herb, okay. Yeah. Right,
1: okay. Coriander. Coriander, sesame oil, as I was saying. Yeah. Um, celery salt. Okay. all oh, right Love celery salt.
0: How do you find out that celery salt is the thing? Is it like
1: Himalayan? Celery salt, salt is amazing. Right. Okay. Even if, if you're making your own burgers, if you just if you're you know getting honest, <laughs> well, good celery salt is class. It's it's one of the main ingredients in barbecue sauce and pepper sauce. Um, celery salt is a total game changer. Right, did You're not making your own soups, anything. Celery salt goes in everything.
0: Did not know this. There you go. Number four.
1: Oh, a chili and garlic, I think four and five.
0: Okay, four and five. Oh, well, yeah. chili and garlic goes with chili everything. Chili and garlic goes that I that love way. those very lazy jars with the chili and garlic separate in them. I don't like those. Oh, it saves me chopping anything. It's all convenient, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you
1: just need squash. If you're going to make a stew or a soup, don't even waste time peeling it. Yeah. Just squash it and throw it in
0: right here's a question I have, I have three more questions for you right, right?
1: Okay.
0: number one would you like to open your own cookery school
1: not a cookery school I want to open eventually I want to open a, like a lovely brunch spot a what a brunch spot like oh, a breakfast brunch. brunch spot oh nice I, I don't like the thought of dinner because it's late nights and, yeah. and I'm not getting any younger so you want
0: mimosas Mimosas so, and yeah, brunch. mimosas and
1: brunch. Love that. Oh, nice. Love that. Like, I've done supper clubs at the house. I love that. I love hosting.
0: Yes, and you're a very good host. Chris yeah, love, I love tells hosting, me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to my invite. And tell me. Anytime, uh, love. Oh, thanks. Anytime, thanks. Love. After this, besties, besties. So, brunch club, um, would you do like tapas? Would you do something like have an edge on brunch? Would you have like plates and mimosas or would you do a typical brunch
1: menu? No, I'd put my own spin on.
0: Where would you have it? Oh
1: okay that, that's that's a question
0: well we could take it to a foreign destination if you could open a brunch club in any country in the world no hassle where would you go
1: I do I, I, I want whenever I retire I want to live half the year in Spain nice that's my dream well, ideally it would be in Key West or Florida but
0: oh and like a retirement home and play golf
1: yeah no I don't
0: play golf <laughs> I do don't make any jokes do about. you yes we'll not Are talk about that banker? today yes I sorry bet. I
1: shouldn't have said
0: that <laughs> <laughs> you're so cheeky right okay So um, self-reflection time, and I ask this every time, all my guests over the years, right? Self-reflection. Looking back to 16-year-old Marty, or just looking back to all the amazing things that you've achieved and all the heartache and, and, you know, and all the tough times too, what is the one piece of advice that you would give to yourself now? Uh,
1: Honestly, don't don't sweat the small stuff don't overthink things come out i would probably come out a bit earlier because uh-huh. i didn't come out it was sort of 2021 um, and i put it down to puberty adolescence and stuff and i thought uh, you know that this, this my head's pickled that's, that's just me growing up but in hindsight i kind of knew and i should have come out earlier and had more fun and dated more so that's probably yeah what i would advise my younger self mm-hmm. but don't sweat the small stuff don't overthink things just go with your gut and just have a freaking good time
0: amazing and marty for all our listeners um, if they want to follow you now, is Facebook or Instagram the best channel to follow you on? Uh,
1: so I interact with everybody. So it's, it's, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Dish uh, You Were Here. Dish You
0: Were Here. Dish You Were Here. Marty, you absolute mm-hmm. legend. I love this. I actually, we need to go for a pint to Guinness now and finish this conversation. I'm as thirsty, <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, brilliant. Listen, thank you so much. Thanks it's been you. an absolute pleasure. You're darling. Thank you. Thanks a million for listening, and for more, you can follow us on Instagram at She Said Club or sign up to the website on www.shesaidclub.com.